0: A tradition of quality. This is America. Peterson Dean. What the f- is going on down there?
1: Hey Seth. Hey. Welcome evangelist. to episode 453 of...
0: Ah, hi. Hi.
1: I almost broke kayfabe and called you by the wrong name. Don't listen. Don't smarten them up. All right. Don't uh, don't reveal the business. Did hey, you see the Hardys uh, put those uh, TNA belts in the Lake of Resurrection?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that on and their they, Twitter feed? They threw the TNA belts in the uh, in the or the pond of Resurrection. Whatever Lake, of Resurrection. Thank Re- you. Lake of Resurrection. Lake of Resurrection. Then stick together. They were reincarnated into House Hardy title belt.
0: Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to go check their
1: Twitter and catch up on that. Yeah. Pay very close attention because when the screen starts going crazy and like all these images are flashing, the uh, the F that owl image flashes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's
0: a pretty, pretty good hold your head high attitude to take to a, com- a company, you know, messing with you on a contractual level. Yeah, um, we are not messed with on a contractual level here in WTF at TFW. No contracts. Because there's no contract. We're we're freelancers. <laughs> we Get messed
1: with, but no we're, contracts.
0: <laughs> we're we're journeyman podcasters. Oh, we uh we just we come and go as as the, the microphones demand. Uh, Seth, we got some transformer stuff to talk about here. All right. And we're going to open up with once again, as I mentioned last week, because we've gone. I I I noticed this last week actually that we had gone. Like multiple episodes without a new picture pick section so it's it's back seth it's, it's new new pick picks is back uh, yay it's it's very front page oriented and seth, your pick is
1: first yay um so an Irish animation studio called Boulder media Studio uh-huh. uh, which you might mistakenly think is a colorado based animation studio but you'd be wrong it's irish they have boulders in ireland as well yeah but do they have cities named after their boulders they, they don't have to they just have the
0: boulders and they're like okay. what we're not we're not owning these boulders they're just here we're not proud of
1: them i thought all the boulders got taken away to build stonehenge it depends which aliens uh you're talking about the irish aliens right Anyway, so they've confirmed that they're working on several Hasbro properties, specifically, or namely, or notably, depending on how you want to cut it. Transformers, Littlest Pet Shop, and Micronauts. The Micronauts bit is actually, I think,
0: the most exciting part of that story. Like, that, there may well be a Micronauts cartoon in the near future.
1: Yeah. Now, they had been bought out by Hasbro last year. hmm so, that's probably why they scored all these sweet deals.
0: Yeah, when, when you are literally owned by Hasbro, you probably get to make cartoons about Hasbro stuff. Yeah,
1: whether you want to or not.
0: <laughs> like, we were hoping to make a new He-Man cartoon. Too bad.
1: Or we have this idea for an original show. Nope. Big big Hank Hasbro
0: just chewing on his cigars like, you're yeah. going to make some, uh, some shows. You're going to make some funny cartoons for my, my pieces of fiction.
1: So I I didn't I was not uh, familiar with Boulder Media. So when I saw this story, I was like, "Well, are the is this just some little small time um, web animated animation studio? And is this going to be like another boondoggle, uh, Go ninety web series oh. of Transformers?"
0: <laughs> no, don't worry, Seth. <laughs> that that whole operation is doing its own independent follow up combiner words.
1: That's nice. Uh, um so I Googled them up and I said, like, well let's see what these people have worked on. We'll see if it's anything I recognize. And <clears> boy <throat> is it. Oh. So currently um they're working on a show called Wander Over Yonder for Disney and Go Jetters for BBC, but something that I was kind of like, oh wow. I I'm not even sure if I knew this was happening. They're working on a reboot of Danger Mouse for the BBC. And mm-hmm. back in the day, like early days of Nickelodeon, that was one of the hot shows that uh, I was excited to get to see.
0: I haven't actually seen any of it, but my understanding is it's had at least one or two seasons. And all I saw of it was the big, they, they did a big social media push when they had a Count Duckula episode. And Danger Mouse wasn't really part of my childhood, but Count Duckula was. So uh, I, I needed to at least take a look at that teaser. And uh, I, I mentioned this pre- before the recording, And when I saw the animation style, I was like, this looks a whole lot like the current style of animation that you see on TV for 2D, like computer assisted 2D or, as you said, like flash style uh, yeah. animation. So, you know, like you're my little pony or uh, oh, there's another show just popped to mind and I completely forgot it. But, you know, th- where it looks like it's it's somewhat hand animated, but on a computer in layers.
1: Yeah. And a lot of shows are made that way now. Mm-hmm. and um so we were discussing before uh we started recording whether or not that's legitimately flash or something like flash and it just works the same way i've i i don't know i have heard of several shows being referred to as being done in flash like even by people involved in their production me too me too and um assuming it is like let's just take it at face value and it is straight up modern flash animation i just think back to like early 2000 2001 time Mm -hmm. watching just these rough flash animated shows like one was a man i can't remember the name of the website that had them all but there was a website i frequented constantly and watched a bunch of these weird little short flash shows Like, like
0: like frog blender uh, mm,
1: that wasn't the name there, there was, or was one, that a show there was a site there was
0: a site that didn't really have like a show but they had a lot of really neat like one-off things and one of their recurring ones was like it was like here's a frog in a blender and you can push all the different speeds and or here's like a hamster in a microwave and you can push all the different speeds and then like the the animal in question would like taunt you uh, no. to 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 go like why don't you go one higher you know, like the frog, frog in a blender, you push like speed, speed two, and the frog just starts slowly turning in circles inside the blender and it's like, you're a pussy. You're like, all right, well, I'm pushing three now. <laughs> uh, a lot of that stuff was, was made by college and high school kids because I was one of them. I made like one or two flash cartoons back in high school that I think have been eaten by time for the better.
1: Now, but I remember one of the shows I watched was it was formatted to look like a a morning like a morning news talk show um titled The God and Devil Show. Mm-hmm. And the hosts were God and the Devil. Um like that was the one that jumps to mind. Um let me see. Oh, created by the same person that made Happy Tree Friends. Oh, it was on Mondo Media that oh. was the website yeah and they had a whole bunch so like they weren't interactive they were just like short like five minute weekly shows in flash oh yeah like pl- plenty where... of them
0: were, were pretty much shows that would like work a button in here and there mm-hmm.
1: and uh yeah where like the lip sync was like barely in the ballpark but uh it's come a long way thank goodness and they that's look... all besides the point <laughs> they, they look better now is yeah. uh is the good thing yeah, so I think it's <clears throat> perfectly possible to do a good-looking Transformer show in, in this format.
0: That's the uh, the animation style that Rescue Bots has had all these years, from what I've seen. Uh-huh. Um, which uh, is now on hiatus. I, I, my thinking is that they're going to be working on like the next, you know, whatever replaces Rescue Bots if it's not called Rescue Bots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then just to name a couple other shows that they worked on. For the benefit of the people who are getting all frustrated who already know and are like, why didn't they mention these other shows? They're huge. Um, thank, like, thank, like thanks for
0: listening, everyone over at Boulder Media.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they've they done several shows for, like, the UK that I'm not familiar with at all. But um, what I would pick out as being the two biggest names in here are The Amazing World of Gumball and even more so Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Mm. Um, that was a great show. That was a really good show
0: i've I've never seen Foster's home, and I know that it's a huge thing like yeah. it is it is one of those things that's huge enough where having never seen it, I know it's a big deal
1: yeah well, gumball I've never seen but I'm, I'm aware of it mm-hmm. or I'm aware that it was a thing but yeah, I watched most of Foster's and it's just quality quality entertainment for young folks yeah um but so yeah it's this could bear some good fruits because this studio has worked on some, you know, successful programs that ran multiple years. Oh, yeah. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing. So
0: yeah, it's, it's it's kind of exciting because uh, the fact that there are, are any Transformers animated series in development right now feels like, you know, is good news because I, I feel like right now the status of just Transformers cartoons is They're being made, but like they they've they've fully aimed at a younger audience now after a couple years of prime sort of aiming maybe a little bit higher at the age 12 mark. Um, I like RID, but RID is definitely aimed backwards a little bit in the age scheme, like a little bit more towards people coming off rescue bots. So I I always worry that like that's step one before we hit step two, where it's like maybe it's
1: not worth making cartoons for a
0: bit. Um, So I'm happy that that there is a new project in
1: the works yeah i wouldn't be surprised at all if whatever this new project is is targeting that same age group yeah it it's almost like they have rescue bots for the little kids something else for the little bit older kids and then just jump straight to movies yeah that's all we got for you
0: or or you know the comics as well are so prolific now and like have hit this new somewhat sustained high that i feel like the comics are being treated as the next step after the cartoons for like you know maintaining engagement with your audience
1: yeah but that's i think that's even targeting a different group that is a has to be a group that's aware that there are comics to be had
0: oh yeah yeah in the for first sure. place where
1: I, where i think like more televised slash movie media is like in a different category in a lot I, of ways but
0: I'm just really sure I saw it on one of the investor slides at some point in the last few years where they were like, here's our roadmap is like <clears throat> rescue bots, RID comics, movies with the comics and movies being kind of parallel. Um, but I'm also thinking like as far as stories that are there for the older, like enthusiastic audience, yeah. Um, the, the comics are really filling the gap right now. and And there are enough of them that i feel like they they have as much depth as you know a full-on animated series and a little bit more
1: yeah um, well yeah i definitely think that's that's the the impression i get is for the older more sophisticated transformer fan like the comics is is where you need to be um i just don't have a need right now for for transformer media outside of the toys like hmm I'm not looking for a TV show. I'm not looking for the comics, but if I did feel like I needed something like that, like some transformer storytelling, it sounds like the comics is where I would be happiest.
0: Oh yeah. And then, you know, the longer you wait, the more you have to go back to. And the longer you wait, the more people will be able to tell you, kind of give you a heads up when stuff might get weak or strong. You know, like, like people who start reading the comics now, it's always kind of like, enjoy the comics when you get to Dark Cybertron, don't worry, they get better again. Uh because Dark Dark Cybertron was the first big event that IDW ever did, and it shows. Uh they got better, but Dark Cybertron is probably the weakest part of the current era. Uh and I I don't really say that maliciously. I'm sure if if it were not like a PR disaster, folks involved might perhaps uh at least nod or say that's interesting <laughs> to hear. Because I, I feel like they've done so much better in every single major event book since then that, like, that's just the, uh, what do you call it? That's the freshman attempt is uh, is Dark Cybertron. And then, you know what to say about sophomore attempts? That totally applies to Combiner Wars in some ways. But that all aside, um, really looking forward to seeing what Boulder Media does. Um, I'm always excited to see new Transformers animation, even if I don't end up, like, diving right in and watching all of it. Uh, cause I, especially with stuff like the flash style of animation, I like seeing how they deal with a thing that has to turn from one form to another. Um, I actually, from what I've watched of rescue bots, mostly the first two seasons, I really enjoy how they transform in that show. Cause you can sort of see the layers, but the way that it's done, I think was really clever considering the medium that's being worked in. And, uh, from what I've heard, rescue bots gets a lot more sophisticated with its animation. Once you go deeper into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at some of these other shows that I'm not familiar with um, to kind of get an idea. A lot of it is very cartoony art style, like humor shows. Um, So I'm just seeing if they have done a more like older audience action show. Uh, Randy, ninth grade ninja might be the closest that i'm seeing here i mean i i guess from what i saw in the two minutes of
0: it that i saw on youtube that danger mouse has some uh some actiony stuff in it
1: yeah so but i I was just seeing if they have done anything that might give you an idea of what kind of what kind of what you might expect from doing a transformer thing unless they're gonna do a cartoony goofy transformer thing maybe they're replacing rescue bots for all we know
0: they have, that's my assumption uh okay. till i see otherwise especially with it you know being done in conjunction with littlest pet shop like you know micronauts can be whatever that's that's got i think at least multiple aesthetics and, and ways you could you could go about it but littlest pet shop seems like a perfect fit for goofy cartoony
1: i uh, want hard sci-fi and micronauts Probably, the artist.
0: We 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 probably are in for at least one f- theatrical release called Micronauts. So uh, you know, get some some Michael Bay's Micronauts. Get some gigantic lens flares in there because everyone is microscopic. <laughs> They're in fact fighting against just one giant lens flare. That's the antagonist of the film. Is this giant incoming lens flare? Um, Seth. I'm going to swing over to the toyetic direction with my own new picture pick. Uh, all right. Last episode, uh, I talked with the folks about some uh, MP 36 masterpiece Megatron in hand shots that we got. And we'd gone on all this gigantic tangent that I hopefully have edited out. Cause it was a waste of time now. Uh, about how if only someone would videotape the thing and like literally a day and a half later, there's a full video with all the stuff we were spending a ton of time going like, I wonder what this is like, blah, blah, blah. Um, well,
1: You've never edited out any of my gigantic waste of time tangents. So why why start now?
0: Because this is so... Here's how editing works. If it happens close enough to the episode that I know something's in there that I don't really want to leave in there, then I'll go look for it. But if I no longer remember, then I'm not going to go hunting for stuff.
1: If you really wanted to sick burn me, you would have said because I hold the even episodes to a higher standard.
0: I'm not aiming to sick burn. I'm just you aiming could have to sick burn me. I'm aiming to give a mild common cold uh, <laughs> fr- friction uh, rash is what I'm going for. All right. uh, Seth, we got basically hey. a guy who doesn't talk in the video. and In fact, he's playing pretty much a bunch of transformers music really loudly over top of him playing with this megatron figure he's
1: going to get a copyright violation <laughs> strike
0: i'm i'm actually kind of cuz you can hear him you can hear the toy very quietly beneath all the music uh, so there are some times during this video where i'm kind of like like he dips the music back so you can hear some of the ratchet joints, and so you can hear some of the uh, the voice clips better. But I was kind of like, maybe just keep the music dip back. Uh, th- this uh, this video, I don't usually look at what I would call toy spoilers for masterpiece toys, but with this Megatron, I've really just wanted to know if I'm going to be, you know, frustrated with it or not in a few specific ways. So uh, I looked at how the transformation works, how the articulation works. Um, I'm I'm really pleased by a couple things. Uh, The number of ratchet joints uh, and the stiffness of them looks great. Uh, I'm also really happy with the hands because it seems like they have finally uh, taken, I think, my least favorite part of of Modern Masterpiece toys, which is everyone's hands. And the I call it somewhat useless knuckle joint, which always looks bad when it's open. Um, And they have added a second knuckle. They've separated the index finger and added a swivel to the thumb. Um, very simple things, keeping the same overall aesthetic of the hand, and it actually looks decent in more than a pseudo-fist now. So that was that was nice to see. Uh, and the transformation looks pretty cool. Um, if, if you are curious about whether or not it might spoil a Masterpiece moment for you, it will, because there is a Masterpiece moment in there, which is pretty friggin' awesome. Um, it looks definitely like it is not a chunky intuitive transformation it is extremely panel oriented uh but not in a way that i dislike it just means that that transformation looks like it's about on par with the two major third-party megatrons uh as far as like how much precision you need uh i might be wrong once i get the thing in hand and mess with it but the just you know from appearances there's a whole lot of unfolding panels for the sake of mass shifting there are some really cool mass
1: shifts uh in there kind of like the inferno grapple situation or more so
0: like uh it's actually similar to one of the third party megatrons except that it it does the trick i think in a, in a definitely in a different way, possibly in a more effective way um where it it takes the the lower half of the legs and they squeeze to be thinner um like they it looks like they physically get thinner uh due to some like layered uh collapsing um also there's a big trick with the legs, which is the kind of the masterpiece moment but I don't wanna mention too much in case people want to be surprised. But uh, the the structure of the transformation is also kind of cool in that Megatron's arms uh, don't end up like they end up where they end up on the G one toy, but in a way where they're so wholly separate from the front half of the gray part of the gun. I was quite surprised to see like how that played out. Um, so I, I'm I'm into this transformation from what I see, but I, I, I unless there's something about the hand feel of it and the way that things slot together. It's looking like it's uh, it's not, you know, an Ironhide transformation or an Inferno transformation, um, which is, you know, I guess a mild disappointment, but what I was hoping for is potentially physically impossible, so uh, there's only so much that I can really go all about it. Like, it still looks pretty darn cool, like very, very clever engineering. It's definitely showing the common difference between a Takara masterpiece and a third-party masterpiece alike, which is that... While it's as complicated as the other two major Megatrons, some of the ideas that it's doing are so creative and out there, uh, that like, that's to me always the draw of an official masterpiece toy is it's always going to do stuff, which makes me go like, I never would have guessed you would transform it that way. So it's pretty cool. Um, and also apparently it's quite heavy and, uh, has a bunch of Japanese voice clips in it with the Japanese G1 Megatron voice. So there's a video now out there if you really want to check out and see how this toy works. Um, I am looking forward to this thing coming out uh, in April. I hope it comes out sooner than later. But Seth, uh, Uh how how are you standing on this Megatron?
1: Well, I had a few thoughts while watching the video. Um, One thing is it looks pretty cool how simple the face swap seems to be
0: i'm so happy the way
1: the plug works
0: yeah that, um that's actually uh, another highlight of official toys <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but then so it's like this weird combination of being very cartoon accurate smooth parts but then tons of bits and panels like mm. I, I don't know if like where i have the video paused right now um The forearms look tricky to keep all the the four sides lined up properly. Like, it looks a little gappy here. And in one shot where the guy's, like, kind of turns it around to show the back, it looks like a panel had been knocked out of place on one of his forearms and was, like, folded inward sort of a thing. And then there's just tons of bits and chunks on his back. Like, they hide a lot of chunk on his back, it seems.
0: That's why I wish that the, the music wasn't playing so loud, because uh, there is something to be gained by hearing how the toy sounds when it's transforming, and, like, I, I'm wondering if, like, I'm just, you know, if you would be hearing a ton of rattling, or if it's all gonna hold together really tightly. Yeah. Um And, of course, or, like, is it gonna, is it, the thing you can't really get from the video is, like, is, are those parts gonna buckle when I grab them, or are they gonna hold shape when I grab them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be a case of the guy just didn't quite clip something together correctly mm-hmm. while he was setting up to do the video i don't know what the situation was um and then another thought that crossed my mind is so he comes with the the laser sword and pistol from from the animated movie mm. um in a big zappy effect part well it's the same effect part part for the blade and sword and the gun blast um which then got me thinking about this shift in Masterpiece from this more cartoon oriented, which the last several have been, to the the, the previous figures, like the Husui era post MP ten uh stuff, and how well you have all this stuff that would let you recreate like prime getting getting blasted there, but you're gonna have this Optimus Prime that doesn't look cartoony at all and then i started wondering well this is mp36 that's only 4 away from mp40 mm-hmm. are we going to get a new cartoony optimus prime at mp40
0: <clears throat> i think the chances are really high and if they if they if that's not at least an idea on a board somewhere to do a, an optimus prime in the style of this megatron with like the big white pelvis and you know just the the way less toy toy like proportions i'd i'd be astounded because like i've said it for for months now this megatron like it doesn't look terrible next to mp10 but they just don't look the same yeah um and i i, I would love to see an Optimus that aims so hard into the animation side of things uh, that that could be a fascinating transformation
1: yeah so yeah because they aren't gonna look kind of the same and 40 seems like a good number to do another prime if they're going to do another prime oh, i yeah. suspect they're going to do another prime
0: i i would actually be kind of annoyed if they don't because there there is no in in the world a masterpiece likes uh like everyone's left optimus prime alone and the kind of optimus prime that would go with this megatron i think would require the kind of design minds at takara Tomy. Uh, and the way that they are, like I said, they're able to think so outside of the box to accomplish the animation style uh, in these pieces. Um, so I really hope that they, that someone's working on something like that.
1: Yeah, and if there is another Prime that I'm going to have to decide, do I want a third Masterpiece Prime?
0: So, yeah, I get all of them. <laughs>
1: Am I going to have to get rid of a masterpiece prime? I can probably get rid of MP one. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to fight each other if you keep MP one around. You know, they're, they'll get along. Yeah. Oh, well, I've been keeping it around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to to messing with this thing. It, it looks quite exciting, and I'm already thinking about you know how to compare and contrast it with uh, the other two third party Megatrons I've got. Um i'm just so pleased at how much it is doing its own thing in the transformation uh beyond what i was already expecting so i'm pumping a fist i'm all happy uh seth let's keep pumping fists want to do a listener question yeah i do i got one here from zero and it's not spelled the way you think it's spelled unless you're looking at the topic list and you can see how it's spelled uh, i'll leave that up to the listener to go check that out that's uh that's a thread exclusive reveal uh, zero says, Hello, Vangelists and the Vangicons or Vangibots, if you're so inclined. My wife has always been supportive of my toy collecting hobby, but she's never really followed Transformers. I was thinking of watching one of the series with her, but I'm not sure where to start. She's seen most of the live-action movies and doesn't care for them. And I know the 80s <laughs> cartoon is not at all the place to start. Where would you guys suggest? Animated? Prime? Insert witty and clever sign-off message. Zero. P.S. Click. Um, just quickly, I want to say, unless this is a thing about your wife's tastes that you know and we don't. Don't write off the 80s cartoon immediately cuz it does introduce a ton of core elements. You just got to be able to deal with some like rampant 80s cheese. Uh if if that works for you guys, like that that is a place you can check out. Um but Seth, what would you say like if you want to introduce someone to Transformers as a media?
1: Well, first I kind of feel this dude cuz my girlfriend doesn't follow Transformers at all and she's not really into anything to do with them (laughs) Mm. um like when so the last movie was the first one to be out since we had been together and i'm like i'm gonna have to go see this movie and she goes well do i have to see the other ones because i only ever saw the first one like am i going to be missing stuff if i don't see the others i just went no Yeah. no you're not
0: and in fact you're skipping the the two worst (laughs) movies so these
1: movies barely have anything to do with each other (laughs) you're you're gonna be fine um uh but it feels like there's there's a key piece of information that's been left out of this question that that i kind of feel like i need to know before i can make a recommendation and it's like what what kind of stuff is your wife into? Mm-hmm. Like what the does she watch other animated shows? Like what does she dig? Cause if she's more like a serious action anime kind of fan, then she'll probably like prime over animated. Mm. But if she likes Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends or <laughs> or like other kind of more fun, colorful type shows, then then animated's gonna gonna be the the thing. Yeah,
0: I, I would say animated and prime are kind of the two strongest standalone series you could get into. Uh, so yeah, it's like prime is a very dark series for the most part. Um, animated has its moments, but that comes about you know second season, third season. Uh, that's roundabouts when things get a little bit more dark. So look at the aesthetics, like you know they're all available to you now like if if your wife's up for it i would say like why not just watch a couple pilots like watch the animated pilot the prime pilot and like the 86 movie
1: yeah or even like get some screenshots of like prime and bumblebee in a frame together from both of those two shows and then show them to her and ask her which art style looks more interesting
0: yeah and uh, in, both, in, in whatever you do, and I, this is what I recommend to anyone who has a friend that's kind of like, hey, I never checked out Transformers. Uh, what's the What should I do? Like, tell them right up front. There are a lot of Transformers series, and a lot of them are completely different from each other. So liking or disliking one shouldn't really close the door on any other one. Like, if someone checks out Prime as their first one and it's just not working, check out Animated. You know, check out G1. Check out Beast Wars. Check um, out Cybertron. If you want, check check out Armada. If you hate yourself, go watch the Unicron Trilogy. Actually, no, there's there's good stuff. If you are showing this to someone who's all into serialized anime, who can actually say, I'll watch 17 episodes to see if it gets good, (laughs) then the Unicron Trilogy might be a place to look because it is that kind of serialized children's anime where it's like, there are 49 to 52 episodes and it will not always be great but cool things will happen. Are you willing to commit the time?
1: <laughs> Are you ready to put up with five hours of straight garbage for two minutes of cool before another five hours of garbage?
0: You like stock footage. It's kind of like, you know what? So if, if, if the person you're talking about likes anime, like, yes, Prime is probably a better place to go, but always mention, like, there is this Unicron trilogy. If you just need something to kill time, there's a lot of it. There are three seasons of it, hundred and fifty some episodes of it. Um, But yeah, like without Seth is right. Without knowing the taste of the person who's going to check this stuff out, it's hard to because there is no definitive one. Just that animated and prime are probably your two best bets. G one never hurts as long as you know what you're getting into. Eighty six movies always a great one shot. Um, Beast machines and beast wars. I don't mean to give short shrift here. It's just that I feel like animated and prime are a stronger entry point. Uh, The Beast era is, I think, in 2017, a harder place to put someone first. Um, A decade ago, it would be a different story. But nowadays, with what Transformers is in pop culture, I think it's a lot more difficult to introduce someone to the whole franchise through the Beast era. At least that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, like I watched all G1 because I was a kid. Then I watched Beast Wars because it was on during a time where it was a good time to just have it on. Like the the time of day it was on around here was when I think it was in the mornings, like when I was getting ready for work. So it was just, it was an easy thing to have on and kind of watch while I was getting ready for work. So I ended up watching pretty much all of Beast wars. If not all of it Mm -hmm. might've missed an episode or two here or there. Um, But then after that, it's like, The R.I.D. from Car Robots, that Robots in Disguise, and Animated. Yeah, Animated are the only, those are the only four Transformers series I've watched effectively all of.
0: I I always forget about 2001 RID because it's another serialized anime kids show, so I always, in my head, it rolls together with the Unicron Trilogy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, except it's just a one-off so again you know, if, if you wanted to see without CG involved serialized children's anime you can only check out RID 2001. Yeah
1: that gets silly and it, but it gets that rough. also has cool stuff. It that, does. There's it also does. some cool ideas in there too like I love the whole thing with the Combaticons or whatever they were called in that. were they just called Destrons or something?
0: Um, in, in RID they were called the Combaticons. In Car yeah. Robots they were called the Destrongers because they were stronger Destrons. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so there, there's some good ideas, but then a, a lot of, like, silliness. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> and children's anime silliness. Like, the one girl that's constantly getting freaked out. Because um, she, she drives
0: she... A, a red sports car. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, there's there's a Transformer who's all into them red sports cars. R- RID and the Unicron Trilogy are great study pieces to look at from a kind of a comfortable arm's length once you're into Transformers. If you're just getting into Transformers, um, like I want to say I'm not trying to trample. There is a nostalgia one can have for RID, especially back in 01. Same thing for the Beast era. It's just in 2017 for a new person. I think there are harder things to throw someone into like the Beast era. I, I love the Beast era, but I would say that's the second thing someone should watch. Like if someone gets into Transformers and is like, man, I actually really like this whole idea. Then you go like, well, guess what? There's this really odd gem from like the mid late 90s called beast wars and beast machines and let me tell you the story behind this why don't you go check it out and like then it becomes this really cool relic but uh and
1: it looks like a relic because yep. i don't think cgi animation holds up over time
0: no i mean like that. like beast wars is a show that someone has to know about before they watch it because if you just throw someone into beast wars it's gonna be like what is this <laughs> well
1: even early pixar movies are starting to look yeah crummy but, uh, yeah, and, like, uh, I watched the first season of Prime, but I didn't like it enough to keep going. But at least I got through the whole first season. Mm-hmm. Like, all three of the Unicron trilogy shows, I, w- I started watching all of them with the best intentions and just couldn't make it through. I think the best on any of those I did was ten episodes before bailing out. Yeah.
0: And, like, uh, Ridden Rescue Bots again they're not bad shows it's just that like for representing what transformers is i, I feel like they're not the strongest entry points uh because rescue bots like it's, a, it's such a kid show when it starts it has like no villains uh so the usual structure of a Transformers story isn't even there doesn't mean it's bad and especially if you're if you're introducing transformers to like a four-year-old it's probably a great place to start uh rid is just kind of it's, it's a bit of a weaker amalgamation of a lot of better shows that becomes something that's completely fine. Um, but again, it's not a show I would show to someone first. Uh, it it has weird callbacks to Prime that can be odd to watch. And it's just, it's not really as good as animated. And it's not really as good as Prime, but it kind of mixes elements of the two together. So it, it's another decent show to watch second. But I'm I'm really kind of... Sitting down on like animated and prime are, are probably the strongest places to go if you're not gonna do G1. Um and I I, I wouldn't say G one is the golden standard, because like I said before, you really gotta know what you're getting into with G one. Cause it's like especially season two, it's it is cheese as hell, and it was never meant to be watched as a season. <laughs> a lot of eighties cartoons it was the, just
1: never meant to be watched. A,
0: a lot of eighties cartoons, even even some of the best of them, they were never designed to be to be binge watched. And like they they can get painful if you binge watch them.
1: Oh, there's tons of stuff that I loved as a kid that I do not think hold up at all. And it's fun to it's fun for me to watch an episode or two here or there of G one stuff um, for the nostalgia kick. But I don't think I could just sit down and say I'm watching all G one again. Like I don't think I would do that. Yeah, at least not anytime soon.
0: Like I, I think the pilot. Um, more than meets the eye, multiparter multi-parter is a really good kind of contained feature length experience, uh, as is the 86 movie, as is, uh, um, there's, there's a couple of really good episodes of season three. You can kind of just play in sequence, but I think functions similarly, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope we've, we've at least partly
1: answered your question. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I tried watching a bunch of G.I. Joe a few years back.
0: No, I can't. I can't. I can't do 80s G.I. Joe.
1: Well, here's here's where I landed on it. Every season starts with a mini series. Yeah. I think all of those are pretty good still.
0: They're fine, yeah. I, I don't dislike them.
1: I, yeah, just the one-off episodes that make up the bulk of the seasons. There's, like, gems here and there, but I think for the most part, just one-off episodes are horrendous.
0: Yeah, I've, I've always found G.I. Joe to be a, one of the bottom barrel shows once you get past, like, all the cool moments and the pilots. I just can't deal with it, because it's, like, it's all the cheese that you get from Transformers, but with none of the robots. And then, like, the heroes are... I don't know. I have this whole thing with G.I. Joe protagonists. Like, they're all they're always so cookie-cutter, and they all kind of seem like the same person, with, <laughs> with different voices. And, like... <laughs> I just can't. I can't get into it. Like, and there's a lot of GI Joe. I I really do enjoy. You know, the movie, those those miniseries pilots. But yeah, the the episodics and GI Joe are like they're kind of funny. And like, if you take them one piece at a time and look for some of the absolutely most kooky ones, they're they're actually quite funny if you really dig into them. But like, well,
1: even if you're not just looking for the weird goofy ones, there's some really good standalone episodes. Yeah, but, but you- I I really like what the the miniseries ones is that like the thread running through them like we got to collect all these elements to power the mass device and we got to collect all these parts to build the weather dominator and just like the sense of urgency going from episode to episode and then a cliffhanger and i i think those are perfectly watchable today
0: although the mass device and the weather dominator like those are sequential too right like doesn't like the mass device end in a way that gets carried on into part one of the weather dominator one
1: they were different seasons
0: Really? I thought I thought that like they were sequential. Why do I think they're sequential?
1: No, I'm pretty sure they're the beginnings of their seasons. Okay.
0: Cause I remember the Weather Dominator one, like, is the when they introduced Destro, isn't it? The cartoon. I saw these years ago, so don't hold I me. I think
1: Mass Device was before Weather Dominator. Okay. And Destro was there from the beginning. Oh, did I... on this tangent, did I send you that? That uh, video I found, the compilation of all the uh, G.I. Joe comic book yes. commercials I had talked about before.
0: You did. I I don't remember it very well now because that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's amazing.
1: But I, yeah. I got the link. <laughs> for the majority of it, it's like G.I. Joe the musical. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the G.I. Joe music, but tailored lyrics for whatever they're introducing in each one. So it's like a song about Destro, it's a song about Major Blood, it's a song about the everything's the new enemy or the new threat. <laughs> and uh and man they hadn't decided on the voices for some of those characters yet. So those especially the early couple like like Cobra Commander just sounds like a villain. But then Desper- Destro shows up, and he's got this crazy kind of high-pitched voice. It's like, <laughs> man, they went a whole different way by the time they got to the TV series for Destro's voice. Destro did better <laughs> once he got his established voice. It's yeah. like, to me, that's the Destro voice. And none neither voice is anywhere near sounding Scottish, which apparently Destro is supposed to be.
0: And <laughs> uh, then, like, the 80s Destro voice still had this odd accent. That like at t- like I remember when I when I was watching those miniseries, yeah, but it was like
1: I, almost African.
0: Yeah, I kept thinking like <laughs> this accent he has sounds at times European, maybe, but the voice is so deep, it's 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 turning into something else.
1: Yeah, sometimes it sounds non-specific European, sometimes it sounds very subtly African, like Central African, yeah. kind of. Kind of an accent, <laughs> and it's like and and then, like they even made him Scottish in the show, like there's this whole thing at Destro Castle in Scotland, and it's like who, who are you fooling, man <laughs> like, <laughs> this dude ain't Scottish, oh man, i need to
0: I need to get caught up on where g i Joe is in the current i d w comics ever since revolution because they they got kicked around during the revolution like main event books. And they got written kind of badly during those. So I'm, I'm hoping that they, they they made a comeback from that once they got into their own book again. Um, because they've been GI Joe's been showing up in the Transformers books and in Revolutionaries, and I don't mind them in there except for this one dude, but Duke, like
1: the main dude. Uh, I don't mind GI Joe showing up in Transformers except for that Snake Eyes.
0: He's he's a new guy. I can't stand. He's he's this new guy from the he's formerly of the Chinese Defense Force. And he's, like, now put in charge of a G.I. Joe battalion. And then the first time he's in a Transformers book after Revolution, like, a good third of the book was his internal... It was, like, him monologuing in his head about...
1: It's all, is it all written in English?
0: No, it's not It's not making me mad in that <laughs> Just way. Just
1: to make it really awful. That, that would have
0: made me, like... Actually mad, but it was like he's just remembering that there was like when when um, all hail Megatron happened and the Decepticons took over Earth. He's having these. He's not even not even showing imagery. It's just him narrating as he's doing things in the book, where he's like, there was this woman who used to make really good like. <laughs> donuts and then she was on fire i put out the fire her legs were on fire i don't trust robots i don't like gi joe and this is and it's like that would be one thing if it was for like I'm, i'm paraphrasing it would be one thing if it was for like you know a page but then he he it's for like a page and a half the whole time he's on panel then it cuts to a different cast of characters then the book goes back to him and he's still going on about it in his head going like the woman her legs were on fire i put i put out her legs i don't trust robots i hate I and then like i just didn't like him there's they have gotten past that but that was a re- really poor first impression for me
1: <laughs> do,
0: the... do you remember the guy's name i don't remember his name now because they didn't give him a cool code name um he just had his normal name and i don't remember it uh, I, I can look it
1: up at some point The the it's like major pick a Chinese name we're <laughs> assigning you to the G.I. Joe team oh hey, G. I hate G.I. Joe and you're going to be in charge of liaisoning with the Transformers ooh I hate them robots <laughs> setting legs on fire <laughs>
0: <laughs> they set that lady's legs on fire she made really good something or other food Uh, the rest of that book was fine it's just that guy's intro I was kind of like I don't care about this guy and stop trying to make me care about this guy <laughs> Because there's, in, in in the main event book, there's this whole connection which they've maintained where, like, Soundwave, Matt Tracker, and Mainframe, if I remember right, like, are kind of the ones who saved the day against Baron Karza. And so when Mainframe sees Soundwave again, he's like, yo, Soundwave! And Soundwa- Soundwave's like, oh, hi, Mainframe, you're cool. And, like, they're all, they're buddies.
1: And then Matt Tracker shows up and they're like, eh. it's Matt Tracker. Yeah and i'm i need to nice also, hat, matt <laughs> i need to look in on how mask
0: is doing because from what i from what i heard masks issue one maintained the kind of low bar that mask was being written to uh in revolutionary or in revolution um of course it probably could have gotten better by now but mask mask and gi joe w- were kind of idiots in rev in in revolution uh and like GI Joe can bounce back from that because they, you know, that's just them in an event book. But Mask was being introduced in Revolution, kind of as idiots. I was like, come on, <laughs> you can do better than this.
1: Just like one of the Mask guys blunders in the frame with his helmet on backwards. <laughs> guys, what's happening? Turn the lights Let's out, guys. <laughs> yeah um they
0: mask and g i Joe were the victims of like that old trope when you have transformers involved with human characters where it's like well, someone has to really not trust robots, and so they're like,' we'll have g i Joe super not trust them, and it's like that's fine, but then you did it in the dumb way where they just continually super didn't trust them <laughs> uh but yeah some some great stuff has come out of that too if anyone listening has you know not read revolution or didn't care at all about that event. Uh, if you ever decide to go back to it like that, that they, they did so much better with that event than I thought they were going to, um, given what they were having to do. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that we've answered that listener question. Uh, Seth, let's, uh, let's just talk about some, what we got this week. It's, uh, we're, aside from that, from, from all that new picture pick stuff, we're kind of in between things. Uh, I'm in between buying things because i don't actually have anything new this week oh um well here i come to save the day here he comes to save them all reliable seth
1: buzzard was mighty mouse ever in canon with danger mouse i don't think so that's stupid they should have totally different properties owned by totally different people i know but they're both mice you know they should they should they should do cool stuff anyway I don't know, man. I'm not a mouse expert.
0: <laughs> do we know any do we know any mouse experts?
1: Great mouse detective. I don't trust that guy. I read those books when I was a youth. Those were books. Yeah. I thought that was just a movie. Oh no! I was excited when the movie came out because <laughs> i had I had read like all but two of the books at that point.
0: Were you like a, a total like internet fan even though there was no internet at the time and like man I can't believe who they cast as the great mouse detective.
1: No, I didn't care. I was <laughs> pretty young still. I, I would have um, preferred
0: this voice actor.
1: I think the if I remember correctly the books are titled Basil of Baker Street if I remember right. Hmm. And then Disney had to change the name. Slap to the face like, of the fans. Tangled and Frozen. Is Frozen based on something too? Yeah. I did not like know that. some obscure German folktale or something. I mean, I, 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 I don't remember exactly what, but I read something not too long ago um, about how, like, it, it was like, here's how Disney movies are different than the source material. And then Frozen came up and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, for, for some reason, I, I mean, I never looked into it. I haven't even seen Frozen
0: so there's, there's no real reason why I should have known this, but <laughs> I, I just always assumed Frozen was like a fully original property based on, you know, fairly generic fantasy trope. But if it's if it's based
1: on, a, on an actual fantasy story, that makes sense. Why well, be original when you could just boost some old folktale slash nursery rhyme or Brothers Grimm? Yeah, I mean... Zootopia I... is original. I mean, it's not like Disney never does original things but they do a lot of stuff that's based on a lot of stuff if
0: Frozen I just figured like well Ice Princess is a sort of trope that's in a bunch of things what if there's just an Ice Princess movie that makes sense that's about as far as my brain went I, I'm still kind of waiting I want to watch Frozen sometime but I'm waiting kind of like I did with Tangled where it's like I hear it is a very well made animated movie I just need to wait for that moment where I actually want to watch it like I feel, well, I
1: feel a cultural obligation well, I just saw Zootopia not that long ago because my girlfriend had gone to bed and I was like, I'm staying awake.
0: Now she's in bed, I'm gonna watch Zootopia. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I turned on Netflix, I'm like, There's Zootopia, and she ain't never gonna wanna watch this. I'll just put that on. And I was like, eh, it's, it's okay, I guess. And me
0: me and Crin watched it uh a couple months ago. I, I ended up really liking it. Um go and go and go and check
1: that out in my Zootopia
0: podcast. They do with all
1: the Zootopia fans. I thought the population of Zootopia was incredibly uh racist. In favor of who? Well, it's just everyone refers to each other as what they are. Oh. And then everyone has like um like all the different species of animal um like have like prejudicial preconceptions of other species. Yeah, so it's, it's like, oh, he's a fox. Get out of the way, fox.
0: It, it, made, like... it made it all quite real to me. That's kind of why I liked it. I was like, yeah, yeah just get, but it, this seems like, like what a world would actually be like. If but it was even fun.
1: the good guys are talking that way.
0: Yeah, it's ingrained in them, man. It's <laughs>
1: yeah. cultural. Yeah, well, it's like if you made a movie now, like a live action movie, and like one of the characters is a cop, and they're like, oh, hey, Mexican, I have all these preconceptions about you because you're Mexican, Mexican. But,
0: like I said, <laughs> it, it was it was so real. i I kind of appreciated that Uh, yeah but
1: it seemed weird like being this children movie that like is ultimately about like rising above your limitations or other people's preconceptions when when like all the citizenry of this city is just like super like prejudicial toward each other you
0: you gotta start everyone at the bottom so someone can rise to the top
1: yeah i just thought you know it, it was decent enough i felt oh man did i fast forward through that sloth dmv scene though
0: oh i i I didn't i saw
1: that in the trailers three times and i I was like i'm not watching this boring slow garbage again
0: (laughs) i i i I had seen that in the trailers and i was telling crin when we got to that scene i at least i think i told her because i don't remember anymore this was a while ago but like i remember thinking when i saw that trailer in theaters i was laughing my head off and i was like what a good first impression i want to see this movie now but then when i got to the movie i was kind of like oh this maybe was the wrong joke to blow in a trailer because this joke is very hard to do a second time
1: (laughs) i thought it was hard to do the first time i was groaning as it it it. was happening in the trailer it's the whole scene and i'm like oh my god why are they showing all of this it's so long stop (laughs) I, it's I mean, terrible I, I really liked it when i saw it in
0: theaters but I, maybe it's because i had an audience that was you know getting into it enough that i kind of just fell in uh you know the effect when the people next to you start laughing at something you think is funny and you're like all right it is funny
1: well, confirmation like, okay like a fifth of the way into this i got the joke and they're still hitting me over the head with it stop
0: yeah, it's the it's style got of humor. It. Right? I, I
1: like. G- it. I get it. I get the joke. I get it. Move on. It's it's
0: it's the thing you do when you break the rule of three. You you you, you do something either three times or five hundred times. Uh, no, you don't stop in between. Just keep doing it over and over again, and it cycles around eventually. Okay,
1: fine. You win. I give. I don't know. I I actually don't remember how we got onto Zootopia. <laughs> Oh, because I was talking about how reliable I am on having on-topic stuff. And how I never forget anything. Like Inferno! (laughs) I opened Inferno. Hey! Transformed him. He's a lot like Grapple. (laughs) So, I still haven't (laughs) gotten my Grapple, because he's
0: still sitting in a private warehouse. Oh, now
1: he's dedicated.
0: Are there different things between the two of them, on like a fundamental level?
1: Not that I noticed. Okay. I mean, the way the, the latter and the crane arm fold up is exactly the same. Okay. And then the the only differences are just little cosmetic details. Like the the coiled up hoses and tanks on on Inferno's legs aren't on grapple. It, it's just tiny details like that that are different, but mm. like I it took no effort to transform Inferno because I just did everything I did on Grapple and I was like, okay, I do this, 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 fold that up, boom, I'm done. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you have one, then you know what you're dealing with for the other. Mm. And then it's just, I think it's going to have to be down to the individual. Like, do you like that mold enough to effectively get it exactly the same again? Do you like... Those two characters enough to where you need both of them. Like if you're not a big time Grapple fan and you don't feel like you need to be complete, um, I would get I would recommend Inferno over Grapple just because I think he's a more recognizable character. Yeah. Um, but and and he's got the interaction with Red Alert,
0: which yeah, a lot of people have ended dumb. up getting.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean, I, I'm not sad that I have both of them. Are you doing uh, all chrome parts on Inferno as well? Yes. All right. Yeah, and he came with the uh, the chrome uh, blaster arm already attached. Yeah. So I didn't have to swap. And he had the chrome chest piece. So um, Now, it looked like he had the more toy-style head to go with the chromy parts, where Grapple out of the box had one of the cartoony heads on mm. and the more toy-like parts. So that was an odd choice to swap them. Um, but yeah, you know, it's fine. I mean, most people who probably care about Inferno already have them. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I really like how that toy transforms. Um, I'm just my my one thing, most petty thing is you know how he's got all those swappable bits right to go Chrome or silver, yeah, the chrome thing next to Inferno's head is always chrome. There's no swappable part for that, and it's pinned in
1: and yeah, I'm like, the I'm, little squirt gun yeah <laughs> and, and I just
0: I'm just like you you've gone to this distance to let me swap everything to provide a third chest with a frigging cradle for red Alert, but I can't unchrome the thing right next to his head, like that it irritates me because <laughs> it's, just, I don't know, it's its like it's one of those things where it's like, that's the, the 1% that's, you, you went 99% and then stopped right before this kind of important thing that's floating right next to his head, but whatever,
1: <laughs> whatever. Toys, toys ruined Then I got some newer off-the-shelf stuff Uh-oh. I got Sawback, Skytread, and Repugnus Is Sawback the... Lion? Lion. Okay. Yes. All right. Now I know who you go. Okay. So, I mean, or Sky, did I say Sky Tread or did I say something else? You said skytread. Tread. what I said. Okay, that's the name. That's Flywheels, right? Yeah. So for some reason I thought I said something else. I don't know. Treadshot or something. <laughs> I got confused. It's been a long day. Um, so Sky tread is, you know, the the face on the head is different, but the little tank we've gotten before already. So there's nothing really new there except for the head. Uh, Sawback, I kind of think it's cool how the Titan Master plugs onto the back of the lion head. Yeah. To kind of just become the main (laughs) in in a lot of ways. Um,
0: It it makes him feel, I think, more self-complete just as a standalone toy. That he kind of is still doing the headmaster gimmick in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah so uh, I, yeah because he he is becoming the rest of the head of this lion so he's not just driving the lion or riding the gorilla yeah. <laughs> um he's the head of this little thing too whoops oh dear bump the microphone cuz they
0: they all they're, they're designed according to the instructions all of them have a mode that they ride in a, mo- a mode that they integrate with but some of the integrations are so scant, like a lot of the vehicle ones, it's like to integrate yeah. him, lie him down facing up, and we'll cover yeah. we'll cover the head. And I'm like, well, it's it just looks like a dude's lying on top <laughs> of the tank now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or just plug this square in, and now there's a square. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Repugnus, I think, is the star of that that three. It's just such a weird little creature. Um I really like him, and I really like his colors. Just Repugnus is a fun little creep. Um, I, I, like re-
0: I really want to find Repugnus and Shuffler in stores, because they, they are shipping with Sky Tread and Nightbeat, and I already have those two. Yeah. So I can't, it's, you know, everyone who's selling them is selling them as a set of four, because otherwise everyone online, as you know, the retailers are going to have a bajillion Nightbeats and Skytreads they can't get rid of. And I'm like, I just don't want to double up on those right now.
1: <laughs> well, I made a mistake and I already doubled up on Nightbeat. So I really don't want to go three down. Um, yeah, you have two Nightbeats for no good reason. right? Except that he's great, right? Well, I tagged you in that tweet where I yeah. put both of them on and, and suggested that the only solution was to start troop building Nightbeat.
0: <laughs> I'd be more okay with troop building. How about <laughs> I troop build the Sky Treads and you troop build the Nightbeats?
1: Oh boy! And then we can fight over who gets the shuffler. <laughs> oh man, I just want to have the shuffler. Yeah, well, I'm looking for shuffler too. I just don't have a phone. Yeah, we'll both get shufflers. Yeah, that's probably the better solution. Double shuff. So that's my on-topic.
0: Alrighty. Um, yeah, I, there's there's some new stuff getting cited in Ontario. I just haven't gone out looking for it quite yet. It sounds like there are a whole bunch of broadsides. Um, over at Dufferin, maybe they aren't anymore. But uh, I'm thinking I might go take a look. I just I would really like to catch that stuff on a sale. I've been so lucky catching Titans Return stuff on sale that I it, I, I I don't want to stop anymore. I want to keep waiting for that sale stuff. <laughs> it was such we we got spoiled. Wave one and two both came out during massive sales, and now it's like like I got I got one Wave Three Deluxe at regular retail, and I like him. But I was like, oh man, that was kind of expensive for this deluxe. He was 20 bucks. Holy crap.
1: Uh, I so rarely find Transformers on sale. Yeah. Even Toys R Us doesn't seem to put them on sale very often. They, they don't go on
0: sale all that often. Except for whenever I just find like a new bunch that it seems to, to set off a sale. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see if maybe a whole bunch of other Canadians can go like buy them up really quick so like murphy's law can activate but on somebody else and i can reap the benefits kind of like this arrangement i want to have with you where i get all this all the sky treads and the shuffler and you just get a bunch of night beats oh. no fairness but uh yeah i have welcome
1: I to planet earth evangelist things aren't fair that's
0: right uh things are rough yeah there's otherwise there's nothing nothing fresh for me to talk about right now um Kind of the same thing can be said for off-topic.
1: I haven't really got anything uh, anything new lately. Um, well, I have. Seth got off-topic things. Good Cavalry Seth riding in to save the day again. Here
0: he comes to save the day.
1: Good ol' me.
0: Don't, don't worry, love the Cavalry's here. You like my Tracer? Yeah, my spot Tracer. on.
1: I thought Tracer was here. I thought, she, no, she was. I thought she computer. I thought Sombra helped her hack into our Skype call.
0: But then she uh, she had to go on a mission and uh, time warped out of the podcast afterwards.
1: Well, speaking of video games, yeah, um, I have not played Overwatch since they added Orisa, the new character, mm-hmm. because I've been. Uh, struggling with Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: Where are you playing it on?
1: Xbox Uno.
0: How is it working on Xbox Uno?
1: Either I've hit a game crippling bug where I'm going to have to start over or um, cues, audio cues and direction cues uh, led me to believe I had hit a game crippling bug and I really have to do something else first.
0: Oh man.
1: So I get to this spire where it's like, we have to find these glyphs so we could activate the panel and unlock the thing. I'm like, okay, found, found the glyphs, two glyphs, found them. And then your character writer says that should be enough. Let's try the panel. Okay. Two seems like a good enough to me. Let's go try the panel. The panel turns on and then you can't solve the puzzle. And I was like, am am I missing? The game just told me that I'm good to go. Now, some folk on Twitter have suggested that I went to the wrong tower first. And that I have to get the glyphs from the the second tower. I went to the third tower when I was supposed to go to the second tower. But they're not numbered. And the area is open. You could go to either one just as easily as the one before it. I didn't have to pass the second tower to get to the third, assuming I'm at the third. So next time I get a chance to play, and I haven't been able to play for a couple of days, I'm going to go to the other tower and see if that's what the deal is. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wipe my game and start over. So the the way I described it to my girlfriend last night was playing Mass Effect Andromeda is like, I'm trying to love it. Like, I want to love it. I am... I've gotten a bear hug. And it is <laughs> clawing and kicking to wiggle free <laughs> and get away from me. Where it's like, I'm, tr- I'm giving you every opportunity, man. I'm trying to like you, and you are fighting me on it.
0: <laughs> from, from what I've heard from a lot of different places, I think I'm going to end up liking that game because I'm going to eventually play through it because I like that world. Uh, it is just a game that, like, in, in both its lead-up and in, in, you know, everything that was covered about it, it's like, it's like the game presented itself very poorly, and presents itself very poorly, but if you stick with it, you come out probably feeling rewarded by the end.
1: So yeah, I'm- I keep hearing people say, like, you gotta get ten hours in, and then it gets better. They don't say it gets good, they just say it gets better. <laughs>
0: And I've I've slogged through parts in other Mass Effect games, so I'm I'm prepared for that. And I enjoyed Mass Effect three with all DLC installed. So, you know, I guess my bar is some would say my bar is lower. I would disagree, but I don't I don't want to actually have that discussion with people who get mad about Mass Effect.
1: Yeah, uh, well I'm I'm hoping that in the end I find it similar to how I felt about Iron Fist which is where it's not the best of the series. Like Iron Fist, I don't think Iron Fist is the best Marvel Netflix, but it's not as bad as everyone's making it out to sound.
0: It's going gonna, it's gonna to take me a while to go check on Iron Fist. <laughs> Just for, for the amount of time I would need to spend. That's the thing that, that's turning me away from that like Mm. of not interacting with it like with mass effect at least there's from my understanding there's also like an action game attached to it so i can shoot stuff but i don't really know i haven't played mass effect andromeda yet like is is the is the gaming part of it fun like the shooting stuff and hopping around and being a cool space ranger
1: it it feels very similar to past games With the addition of being able to jump pack a little bit. Um, One thing is uh, you don't pick a class anymore. Um, You could invest your skill points into any abilities from what would have been the different classes. Mm -hmm. And then you can put different profiles on that shift your stats to emulate. All the classes, like, all the class names are in there as profiles. So, like, Soldier, Adapt, um, and I forget the others. <laughs> but so so you can just, like, min-max yourself into, like, this was the class I liked from the other games, and I'm just going to put all my stuff into those and then turn on that profile and keep it that way. Or you could kind of spread things out and switch yourself between different classes.
0: Yeah, like I I heard that like it's it's kind of more open ended and you're not kind of making a hard decision right at the start for your play style.
1: Yeah, but yeah. but one of the things that I don't like is you don't have the team control that you are used to. Mm. Like you could tell people where to go, but you can't like do that pause radial menu. Okay, you use this biotic power. You shoot that that guy and then set up, like, the com- like the uh, the biotic detonation things. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you do lift, and then while they're lifted, I do this other thing, and that causes an ex- an area of effect explosion for tons of damage. Um, like, those like combo explosions are still in there. You just don't have any control over when they happen. Like, you just kind of have to be waiting for one of your squad mates to do a thing and then take advantage of it i always meant to play mass effect like that because that seemed like super fun oh i played it that the hell out of it that way after i figured it out like the first game i like completely ignored biotics yeah until like the very end and then like i started noticing like oh man if i do this it makes it way easier um but like in the second and third games i was constantly like okay pause um, Liara, you do this, I'm gonna do that, this guy will do the other thing and giant explosion. Awesome. <laughs> so I I played all three of them as a sentinel. Uh,
0: which meant that come Mass Effect 2 and especially three, I was basically just like a, a melee nuke. So I would do that thing where you teleport explode on people.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I I I basically hardcore friggin' cheese through those games, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Like it was very power fantasy, so I didn't mind which also meant that like, I never played the game as a straight-up shooter, and I never got very deep into biotics beyond the ones that would let me blow people up and fly around and hit them with my cool space laser, uh, or space laser knife, I guess. Uh, I, so One of these days, I really got to actually play Mass Effect 2 again. I still have only ever played it the one
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Mass Effect 3 was the only one I didn't finish on the hardest difficulty. I played through all of them multiple times, except for 3. I just never kind of got through. Yeah, I, I was working on that, that highest difficulty, and I was two-thirds of the way through, I think. And then some personal life stuff happened that completely shut down my video gaming because I was in a real bad place mentally. Mm -hmm. And then that was like the beginning of kind of almost two years of barely playing video games at all.
0: Yeah, I, I always meant I even started a second harder playthrough of Mass Effect one, but then I immediately played like I finished Mass Effect one and then I was like, I'm gonna get back to this. Let me just go start playing Mass Effect two. And I kind of wrecked Mass Effect one for me.
1: Yeah, it's real hard (laughs) to go back to one. It's (laughs) real hard to go back to one.
0: It destroyed it for me. I was like, I can't go back to this anymore. At least back when Mass Effect 2 was new. Like, I don't know if things are
1: different now. But... Yeah, but, uh, hold on. I gotta sneeze. I'll be right back. Uh, Ah-choo! Huh, phew sniff oh hoo. yeah that's getting to be that time of year again i I dubbed in for you while you were muted i heard yeah. because when i mute it just meets the microphone not the headphones
0: was i accurate was that basically what happened
1: <laughs> very close oh i'm man. very foppish when i sneeze <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <Achoo. laughs> true
1: i kind of like wave a, a hanky around <laughs> as i'm sneezing
0: all these all these, these, these lace sleeves start coming yeah. out from inside your regular sleeves
1: yeah. and it's really <laughs> crazy because I'm wearing a T-shirt.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you, as, you, as you lean your head back from the sneeze, you've got just a gigantic period wig on.
1: Yep, I yeah, got tons of pancake makeup. Just
0: <laughs> so weird what the springtime does to Seth. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything uh, new video game wise, even really to talk about. Well, uh, I got toys. Oh, all right.
1: It's just we sort of ended, because you made reference to the Tracer. It started with that. So I got some Marvel figures. So I got the Groot three-pack Toys R Us exclusive, Mm -hmm. which is basically the Groot build the figure, which I didn't mind getting again because mine was broken. Like, the leg didn't attach right. So it's like, okay, fine. Well, here's a Groot that ain't broken. (laughs) Um, Then, like, the little pot of plant Groot and then the baby group from the from the new movie. Um so that's fine. That's cool. Then like I was looking at my Marvel Legends collection specifically um the movie figures. And and like I I dug up my Captain America Winter Soldier Winter Soldier and it was just like man this guy is bad. This is a crummy figure. Um, if I want to do a display of MCU figures, this one stinks. And I was like, wait, there was that those two Walmart exclusive Winter Soldier and Falcon from Civil War that I never found. Let me go hunt those down. So I started looking on eBay and it's like, this is higher price than than I'm really interested in let's see if they're still on the Walmart website. Nope, they're not on the Walmart website anymore. Wasn't surprised. I'm like, well, let me just check Amazon. And I found a seller on Amazon that basically was selling them for like $2 more than they would have been each. So I'm like, okay, you win. I'm going <laughs> to get them from you. It instead of these eBay guys that basically want like $40 for each of them or more. Ew. Yeah, and it's just like, forget that. So the Winter, the Civil War Winter Soldier Is so much better Like it's ridiculous how much better Now there's a little issue With the elbow Like the cybernetic arm elbow on, on the one I got I don't know if it's indicative Of the figure itself But I think I just gotta hot water it it'll be okay I just opened them last night So I didn't get an opportunity to To mm. try hot water in it But I can't bend this elbow It's a double jointed elbow I can't bend the elbow whatsoever uh, but that's the only kind of manufacturing issue. The face sculpt is so much better. It's like s- almost as big of a difference as the uh, the two Star Lord figures.
0: I I'm I'm still really impressed by the the jump in quality on on Star Lord. Yeah, like that that makes me more excited about like future movie stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess there there's going to be a second wave of Guardian figures, which is amazing because it seems like most of these live action movies you get like half of a wave and that's it yeah and there's going to be a bunch more specifically movie movie uh figures coming up and i'm very much looking forward to a new rocket also because that that first rocket's kind of weird too he's kind of
0: yeah he was like i always considered him like a, a sort of accessory packed with accessories uh
1: yeah just his sculpt is weird like it doesn't hardly look anything like movie rocket yeah it barely looks like some versions of comic book rocket. Um, then Falcon. Oh, oh, back to Winter Soldier. Like, my one kind of beef on the sculpting on Winter Soldier is he comes with a pistol, he comes with a knife, he's got nowhere to put those things except for his hands. Mm. So, I wish he at least had a, a sheath for the knife, if not also a holster for the pistol. But he doesn't have either, so he's gotta be holding them.
0: I was wonder if that's like because of like whatever buck they may have used. Like Maybe. they they made a decision, but it's like an older buck before they decide to do holsters. That that whole side of Marvel Legends I still have trouble entirely keeping up with, like all the main major bucks.
1: Um but yeah. Um yeah, then Falcon another really good face sculpt, very much looks like the actor. But a more disappointing figure. Um, One, he's a lot shorter than Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's like almost a whole head taller. So he's like a little weirdly short. Um, One cool thing with his backpack is it comes with the the Red Wing Falcon drone. Mm Mm-hmm. So it comes with a folded up version that attaches to his backpack and then you can take that off and then it's just like this shape and then it comes with a separate folded open Red Wing. So if you're super dedicated to the detail and you're not going to display Falcon with Red Wing uh, unless Red Wing is not also on his back (laughs) It's just like this kind of weirdly specific thing. Like I don't really see the point of having him come with folded up red wing just so you could not have it plugged onto his back to keep keep uh, it accurate that way. Uh, the disappointing thing with his wings is they don't fold up. Oh. Like at all. They're always the fully extended? Yeah. And the way they attach to his back, you can't hang them down either. You can't just rotate them and have them hang down. You could almost kind of do it, but there's really nothing holding them on. And then they're just... Well, and then they stick down farther than his feet go, so you wouldn't even be able to stand them. So either the wings are attached, or they're completely stretched out. But, like, in the movies, they fold up to the point of disappearing. So you can't just take them off, and that's just where they are. But... You can't pose them whatsoever. They're just fully extended, so you can't even have them folded, like, halfway or anything.
0: That sounds similar to my problem with Darkhawk, where he's kind of got these wings (laughs) that are good for a pose.
1: Yeah. And then, like, his head articulation's weird, like, lacking. Like, it doesn't have that hinge end ball that most Marvel figures have. It's just kind of a ball. Oh no, it looks like there's that hinge in there. maybe it's just stuck. I guess let's see if I can break it loose. Oh yeah, it was just stuck. okay. I thought he just had crummy head articulation <laughs> um so you know it's just it's okay um they could have put more work into it i think if if they wanted to, but it's it's good enough for for a future m c u display. And now I can't put the wing back on after I took it off to experiment. No! Which also resulted in the folded up red wing popping off and falling to the floor. It doesn't attach very tight. It's pretty soft connection. Well, I'll find it when I have time to dig around on the floor. Uh, then the last thing I got. So I've never, much to my consternation... Uh, gotten around to canceling my loot crate subscription <laughs> so the good news is i've gotten some pretty cool t-shirts
0: all right how about, how about them Funkos? you got any Funkos?
1: nope they don't do funko pops that's uh oh wait did i say loot crate i meant geek fuel
0: oh okay yeah
1: i never yeah i, I never like i was always curious to try one of these box subscription boxes But I never wanted to do Loot Crate for the high probability of getting a Funko Pop. (laughs) And that's not really a problem with Geek Fuel. So this month's box was maybe the best box I've ever gotten. (laughs) Um, So the t-shirt was cool. It was a Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt. So it was this silhouette of Groot with Rocket on his shoulder. And then that kind of color gradiates... To fade it away as it goes down, the T-shirt. Then inside the sil the Groot rock the big Groot rocket silhouette, is a silhouette like a negative space silhouette where there just isn't printing. Of rocket with Baby Groot on his shoulder.
0: I think I saw. Yeah, I photo tweeted bug. a picture of okay. it a few days ago. So. Yeah. Um.
1: I remember so that's. When- that's one of the neatest shirts that i think on twitter
0: you said where you got it from and i was like i didn't know he was still subscribed to one of those monthly boxes
1: yeah somebody asked me like where could i acquire one of these shirts i said well you have to go back in time about a month and make a bad decision (laughs) (laughs) otherwise i don't know check ebay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but another thing that was in that box that was cool and like the neatest sort of little geeky item that i've gotten out of one of these is a magic potion
0: all right so is it, is it
1: like is it legit magic it's science magic or a uh, battery-powered magic that's like that's so like it's real like magic. a yeah so it's like a glass potion bottle with a cork in it the whole deal and then like this opaque like what's meant to be the potion that's like this milky opaque white that is about halfway fill fills the the bottle and a, a black plastic stand and you put it on the stand You flip a switch on the stand and there's a tiny little LED light in the stand that then illuminates the white opaque plastic chunk and lights it up a different different colors. Now, unfortunately, there's no way to select and keep a specific color. It's just constantly rotating the colors, and then I wish it would pause and stay on a color for a little bit longer, but it basically goes pink to blue to green to yellow to pink to blue to red. Um, It just keeps going. Like, I wish it faded to the next color and then stayed on it for 10 seconds and then faded to the next color. Mm. But... It looks kind of (laughs) cool. And uh, I was like, wow, this is kind of fun and neat. And it changes colors. And my girlfriend was like, I love stuff that changes colors. (laughs) And uh, she's kind of co-opted it, putting it on her new display case. She got this new glass display case to put her tiki mugs in. And then she basically just took my potion and put it on top of the case.
0: (laughs) It's so a tiki guess, potion now.
1: Yeah, oh, that's where it goes now. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got. Alrighty. Um, Unless you want to hear about the Peterson Dean <coughs> solar commercials.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just ch- I'm just checking again. I uh, I between the last time I said it and now, I still have not got anything new this week. Oh. Uh So yeah, I uh, I think I'll just close this one up. Okay. Let's we'll close, close, close the door on, on episode 453. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back uh, with some more Transformers podcasting after this one. Uh, during this one and before this one, in fact. If you're if you're new, there are 452 other episodes, at least, uh, that you can go and check out if you want to. I don't know if you should, but that's your decision to make. Uh, in the meantime, <clears throat> uh, as always, because I, I haven't mentioned it in a while uh feel free to come by discussion threads feel free to come by wtf.tfw2005.com if you're still just like getting this through an rss feed uh we have this little like pseudo front page now uh, as of last year and it's uh, it's a great way to take in the podcast so check that out if you don't know about it or if you do then like what are you doing here what are you doing listening to a podcast not staring at that front page i don't know what, what do you think you're doing thanks for joining me seth Oh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, and uh, Seth. <laughs> Good night. Good night.
1: Okay, let me tell you about these commercials real quick. So there's this solar power company, Peterson Dean. They'll they'll put solar panels on your roof. That's what they're all about. So I've been seeing commercials for these guys for like two years now. And originally the commercials were like, hey, solar power, man, you're going to save. And like the dude's serious. And it's like, my daddy started this company and we did roofing. And now we're doing solar panels and we do the best made-in-America solar panels there are, and we're roofers, so we're going to do everything right the first time. Our guys aren't going to screw up your roof because they know how to work on roofs. Made in America, great solar panels, save energy, save money, Peterson Dean, boom. And that's what the commercials were for, like, the first year. Like, serious, like, family business, made in America, everything's great, American flag waving. Then, over the last couple months... commercials have started getting crazy like the guy is devolving (laughs) and a couple weeks ago there was a new commercial where he's like now he's like he went from wearing a suit and tie in the commercials to just like work clothes and it's like don't get the chinese solar panels american solar panels Peterson Dean, man, we'll we put them on your roof. We know what we're doing. You don't know how to, we'll put them on the roof. And like, they, he started like almost getting a Southern accent going. And I'm like, there's, things are going weird with these commercials. They're just trying different stuff. And it was like over a couple ads that he was getting like, more like, I mean, used car solar panel salesman. Woo. Like, come on down, crazy anti-solar panels, made in America. Then I saw a new one this morning. Where now he's back in the suit and tie. And I'm like, okay, he's calmed down. And he's like got like three employees and a half circle around him. And now it's back to the, you know, my father started this business and we're the best roofers. And we got the best solar panels made in America. And we're going to help the people of America by bringing down their electricity bills. And we're going to help the environment because solar panel made in America. This is grace. And then he starts going crazy. Again, we're just like, we're going to save the world and we got these solar panels and we're going to get out there and so <laughs> I wish he ripped his shirt open and there was an American flag underneath. Like chroma keyed in. Like he's, he's wearing a green shirt and the chroma key of waving flag and an eagle. And okay, th- then there was one before that I forgot about where this is after the first commercial where he's like crazy used car salesman guy. To where now they have like an air cannon, and they're shooting ice cubes at their solar panels, to show you that they're they're tough enough to to stand up to hail. So now he's got like this air cannon, he's blasting the solar panels with with ice cubes. Because you could trust a Peterson Dean solar panel made in America to stand up to hail. You say that about them other Chinese solar panels? I don't know. We didn't try shooting them with a gun. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's never like naming Chinese solar panels, but I, I've, I, I'm only saying Chinese solar panels because I've, I was listening to this thing recently about how the Chinese are coming on strong, and their solar panels are like way cheaper, and pretty much just as good, <laughs> and getting better, um, sort of thing. So, I mean the it's just like a vague threat against non-american solar panels like not not specifically chinese just like he went from like this real serious kind of like hey man you could trust us because we do good work and we have experience and made in america and to like we're gonna shoot you with a gun <laughs> only our solar panels will save you <laughs> yo when when the foreigners come with their ice cubes, you're going to need a Pearson Dean Man America solar panel to protect you and your family.